and welcome to How to Deal When the Shit Gets Real podcast. I'm Rietta. And I'm Connie, and we're two compromising cousins. Ooh, I like the way that sounds together. It, it does sound pretty good. I was going to say, this is going to sound lame is what I first thought, but it turned out not too bad. We are two compromising cousins. That might have to be our new, our new thing. But I mean, not every podcast is about compromising. We're not always compromising on here. <laughs> we're kind of compromising, you and I, I guess. Maybe people are compromising by listening to us. That sounds bad, though. <laughs> the sound isn't even coming out of my lap because I'm, I'm like dying Anytime. over here. How dare you? Any Anytime. Anyway, so Connie, tell them why, how you came to this topic idea because of our lovely family. <laughs> so the reason why we're doing a podcast about this is we have some big family changes going on and I was listening to my aunt bitch that, you know, she's the one that has to deal with all the compromising. It's never really what she a hundred percent wants. And her partner is always getting exactly what he wants and he's not really giving anything he's not doing any of like the compromising it's really not compromising it's one person giving in to the other and i know we've talked about this before but i just thought it was we didn't really talk about compromising when you know one person is giving and the other one is taking we talked about that compromising is necessary yeah but not how compromising can get out of hand i suppose that's what it would be called right yeah i would say so um and actually compromising i don't want to say something that i i don't want to say it's something i struggle with but it kind of is because i almost feel like the same way that i'm the one that's always compromising but it's kind of more compromising with the military (laughs) like you know i don't get to choose where we live i don't get to choose where we go i don't get to choose what our house looks like you know, that kind of thing. I don't really get to choose a job. I'm kind of just bouncing around. So a lot of times it feels like I'm doing a lot of the compromising, but it that just kind of goes along with our lifestyle. And it's unfortunate, but at least all things will end. I mean, he's not going to be in the military forever. Hopefully at your next station, it'll be for longer and you'll have to do a little less compromising because you're going to want to buy at the next yeah. Yeah, we're hoping to buy at the next station. I mean, obviously, we're still not getting to pick the state that we live in, but it would be nice to at least buy a house and I can paint it. I mean, you can do all these things with the military housing, but you have to return it back to how it was when you got it, which is really annoying. You know, who wants to repaint everything white? So I just kind of don't. So it'll be nice to actually do whatever I want and not have to worry about turning it around or worry about whatever. I can just do what I want and be okay with it. Yeah, I feel like I've seen a lot of that feeling in couples, the, you know, I give and the other person just kind of takes. I think that, you know, my mom has had to deal with that a lot. So I, and because I feel like I've seen it so much, I try to stay very conscious of it. Like, I I know it's not necessarily something you're very conscious about, you're kind of just talking about different topics and wherever it goes, it goes, you know, whatever the decision is, that's it. But like sometimes when Tom comes to me and he's like, Hey, I want to do this and I don't necessarily want to, but like, I know, well, I haven't given it like 
he did it my way last time. I'll be like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, we'll just do it whenever, even if I'm like not a huge fan. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is knowing to also knowing when to pick your battles, basically is what you're saying, you know, knowing when to be like, no, I don't want to. And just being like, all right, I'm just going to do this and not say anything. Well, and see, that's the thing is, so everybody's been talking about these major decisions changing Mm -hmm. in our family with our aunt and uncle. And, you know, everyone is acting like she's being dragged and she's even acting like she's being dragged against her will. But if this isn't something that you want to do, you need to talk to your significant other. Like if this is a compromise and he's gone too far and now you want something back or whatever, you need to talk to your significant other. You need to stop bitching to my aunts and you need to talk to the person you're having the issue with. And I feel like that happens a lot because even when you think about our friends and like we've talked about the people that call us for advice and want this and that and it's like, hey, you know, if you really want to fix this, you need to go to this source. You need to go to the person and talk to them because yeah, bitching to you or me may feel better, but it's not going to fix the situation like you're saying. So. Well, and the other thought that I had when listening to all this is this is just going to end up pent up. You're going to hold it inside, even though you're bitching about it now, which might release a little bit of like the stress. Yeah. But otherwise you're going to hold it inside, hold it against the other person and then take it out on them later. Yeah. Resentment. Which is, not very healthy no and you know you gotta get better at telling the other person what you need or want especially if it's a big deal if it's like not that big of a deal then just let it go Mm -hmm. again pick your battles that's like before we bought the jeep we had we had talked about how we wanted one you know, because we live on an island, it's the perfect island vehicle, but they're expensive. And we had literally just not too long before that finished paying off the car. It was great to have no car payments and be free of it. And it was, you know, you know, it's nice not to have that big payment because car payments are pretty big. So we were like, no, let's just not, we're in a really good place. We're saving a lot of money. Let's just leave it. And then of course this great deal gets dropped in our lap and that's what we did. We sat on the couch and we're like, okay, let's weigh the pros and cons and compromise and see like what really is the best idea. Like, do we really need this vehicle? You know, or is it just something we want? And we basically, you know, we obviously came to the decision to buy it because it was like, well, you know, you don't want to walk to work every day and it does rain and we, it's hard to share one vehicle, but that's the difference. We sat down and we talked about it and he didn't just go buy the Jeep and come back and say, look what I bought. And then I'm going, what the hell just happened? <laughs> When we were younger, though, Tom, like, sent me a picture. It was like, hey, look at the car I just bought. I was like, ha, 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 not funny. (laughs) I mean, this was a while ago before we even had the house, and I was still like, this is, that's not funny to do that at all. Like, you you should at least, like, you need to at least talk to me about it. Come on. Right, exactly. I guess we really weren't married at the time. But still. I was still like, What? And it was pretty serious. I mean, we were probably still like five years in. We knew where this was headed. Oh, yeah. Just because you're not married doesn't mean it's not serious. And it's still not something that he should just do willy nilly. But yeah. (laughs) You know what? And I think also the reason why I was more concerned, I'm like, "Um, so you're spending our down payment on our house on another vehicle? What? 
I think that's where my concern came in. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest compromises that I see that I don't think people talk about enough, even necessarily before they're married, is kids. Because a lot of arguments or maybe not even necessarily arguments or disagreements that you see between couples is like how many kids they want to have. Oh, yeah. Oh, I want two or I want four or I want one or I want this. And then it's like, okay, well, that's great. And actually the timing of kids as well. Yeah, that too. Yeah, the timing of it. Because – I mean, when I first met Tom, he was like, right when you get out of school, I want to start having kids. And like, clearly that didn't happen. Right. But I think he knew it as well because like his job wasn't up up to snuff. Neither was mine when I just graduated college. And, And then it became one or two, one or two. Like that's like really our debate because I really want to, and I think I've always wanted to, but I go back and forth on like, does it even make sense to have two? Because it's a lot of financial, there's a lot of finance that goes into a kid. I want to be able to provide my child with a ch- uh, college fund. Yeah, it's expensive, no doubt. Um, and I want them to have as good of a life that I had and or better. But now that Tom has gotten the job that he has and I have my job where I stay at home and daycare is really not an issue for me, that's why I'm like, well, I think it would be okay with two because I'm home all the time. Right. There's really not a, a large need for daycare. Yeah. And like, that- that's one of the largest expenses. Oh, absolutely. And that was one of the things Kyle and I went back and forth on too, between one and two, because I really wanted two because I was an only kid and I was like, oh, you know, it would have been like, I liked being an only kid, but it also would have been nice. You know, you wonder what your life would have been like with a brother or sister. Luckily for me, I had nine cousins. So it was like having (laughs) distance brothers and sisters, but it, so we went back and forth on it for a while too. And I definitely felt like I was the one who compromised, obviously, because we only have one. But there is the idea now, too, that we're talking about adopting. So it's kind of like a double compromise. Like, oh, we won't have to, but let's maybe adopt an older one. We skip the baby stage. We take a kid that probably might be less likely to get adopted because they are older. And then we still get our two, but it's like in a different route. So it was kind of like a double compromise. It's like you're you're compromising yet not. I mean, which is really what a compromise is. It's like you both yeah. kind of get what you want in the end because you're still getting a second child. You're just not getting giving birth to the second child. Yeah, as long as that actually goes through, we it keeps getting pushed cross back. Your, cross your fingers. Cross your fingers. Hopefully, at our next duty station because it's just too complicated here. But we'll see. And then if it happens, awesome. I mean, if it doesn't happen either, because it's the same thing. I have so many fond memories of traveling with my parents and all the amazing vacations we took. And obviously I'm not saying if you have more kids, you can't do that, but it is easier with just one, the less expensive, easier to do. So, I mean, I know at the very least we can give that to Jackson. We can give him a lot of amazing, like traveling and seeing his grandparents and seeing his cousins and all that. And hopefully he'll have good memories like I do with all of you guys. Mm-hmm. Even if, even if we don't adopt. Yeah. And and mine was like, okay, well, you know what? I need to see how this, fir- like, a first one goes also before that. I decide, yeah, I want a second. But, I mean, and I think a lot of people assume I would at least have two, if not more, because they're like, well, you're like Martha Stewart. I'm like, nah, yeah, but the, I, it's not a lot of children stuff. It's like ma- like making my house look nice and, like, 
baking. You can't necessarily, like with a baby, I couldn't imagine always like baking and doing stuff. I I don't know how it'll go. And that's why I'm like, uh, we'll see how one goes. Well, and just because you only have one or only have heart doesn't mean you're not Martha Stewart. I mean, like... (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I think they just assume that, like, with all the stuff that I like doing, like baking, I like decorating my house, they would just assume I would want multiple children. I don't know. Well, then I should have more by that theory because I like to decorate and I bake and I cook. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. But hey, stereotype. Yep. Well, always, always being put into a stereotype, right? Yeah. I was trying to look up other things about compromising on my phone and it's not coming out so well. Well, I think life is pretty much just one large compromise, honestly. No, I agree with that. Unless you're like a millionaire and can do pretty much whatever you want, whenever you want. And even then there's still probably going to be compromises because that's how you deal with other people. Oh, absolutely. And like you kind of talked about before and I kind of talked about before, we're going to be buying a house and that's a compromise. You're figuring out mm-hmm. what you want in a house, what you're, will- what you're willing to give up or compromise and- or what are absolute must-haves. Yeah. And I think Tom has realized uh, looking into a house, because we're always looking at like a second for our second house. Well, for selling this house and moving on to another house that's bigger. And like, if it was up to him and if he had the money, he would buy one of those really like older classic looking houses Mm -hmm. like the big wood trim and all that kind of stuff and I'm like nope and the other problem is with those houses is that they're all in shittier areas in like Joliet which is not oh yeah no you don't really want to be in Joliet And, and then I told him I'm like after going through our renovation I'm not taking an older house. I will only take a newer house. Uh, We already had to do a lot more in this house than we thought we were going to have to do. Right. I remember you saying that. So next, like next house, I don't want there to be any issues. I'm like, I'm talking to him about building. Like I would rather build it away Mm -hmm. what I want than because I'd also feel like it's going to be hard to move from a house that's been perfectly remodeled to a house that probably will need at least a little work because our yeah. budget isn't big enough. It's either you build or you get a house that's larger and still needs some work. Yeah. Well, and you never know when you actually start looking what you may come across. You'll have to see when you actually start looking what you come across, but still that's your compromise. Obviously do we build, do we do this? Do we, you know, do we try to get a turnkey? Yeah. And luckily Tom isn't, like to like he knows that buying an older classier looking house is just not going to happen because it's not in our price range really because Mm -hmm. if you wanted to get like one of those really nice older houses in like Plainfield or wherever they're big bucks for even semi-remodeled yeah absolutely and the only ones that are cheap are the ones that have are like completely destroyed on the inside Mm mm-hmm so it's like, okay, he knows that that's really, it's not in the price. It's not in the bucket for him. He knows. He likes looking at them still, but he knows. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with looking, but it doesn't, it doesn't entice you, which is kind of hard. 
it doesn't entice me at all. I'm like, nope, I don't like this house at all. He's like, I know, but I like it. Of course. <laughs> I know when I was younger, one thing that we all was, I always felt like was a big compromise, even in my house with not a lot of brothers and sister was like, what's on the TV? Like, can we find something that we all want to watch? Mm, yes. Especially with all the cousins. Like whenever, do you remember uh, like 4th of July going and playing video games? Oh yeah. I felt like that was always like, okay, we'll play this game first and then this game because like these are the two games that everybody wants to play. Yeah. And then of and course they the were compromise f- of like who goes first and who goes next. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And then you play the winner and whatever. Yeah. There's always. Uh, Super Smash Brothers and 007, right? On the Nintendo 64, guys. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> oh, my God. I was very tempted to buy an N64 and 007 like a, a couple weeks ago just because I was like, oh, that would be a fun memory and I bet Jackson would freaking love it, but I didn't. Well, uh, and aren't they now kind of expensive? Um, the games aren't too bad. You can get the game for like 30, but I don't, I don't remember what the N64 was. I don't remember how much it was. Yeah, well, either way. But either it way, was, it was still good memories. We'll bring back all of the cousins and have a 007 marathon, and we'll all get stuck in the corners. <laughs> yep, exactly. So I that feel like was, that's what always happened to me. Yeah, I think I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I was not great at video games, guys. It's fine. I was still trying to teach her later in life when me and Luke were hanging out like all the time before his first wife really got involved and we (laughs) I had a message on my before I got rid of my Facebook an old I sent it to Connie the screenshot of her writing to me on Facebook saying Rihanna please teach me how to do video games and this was you know 10 years later she's still trying to figure it out no 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 now I've realized that where I do great for video games is um your what is that one called where you go and you shoot hookers um grand theft auto yeah grand theft auto is where it's at for me i just like to go destroy shit up and make cool cars so i can play video games just not professionally (laughs) oh my goodness i I just any of the video games where you just can fuck shit up that's all where i'm at that's awesome i love it Mm -hmm. you're welcome so see i can't actually play video games tom that was that was all tom but that is a, the lighter side of compromising. It's just compromising with your cousins or your family members about what's on TV or who plays the video game first. And I also know another area that I've learned about compromising, which was a harder area to compromise in, is when I was writing my book. And you get an editor involved and you have to first be prepared for critiquing, but you also have to be prepared for them. Like there might be a section that you absolutely love that she might be like, eh, you might want to remove this. And that's where you have to either compromise and go along with her and remove it or you go against her and say no I'm gonna leave it well but isn't there also now a third um you know a third option would be to like try to rewrite it to make it better which would still be a compromise too you know like oh yeah let's meet in the middle I I was gonna say but it's more meeting in the middle than yeah the other yeah yeah let's meet in the middle and you rewrite it and then we'll see if we like it and we can leave it in or if it does still need to go so there's a lot of i feel like when you're writing a novel and i'm kind of putting this out there too because connie's in the in the furls of her first novel that you have to you have to compromise with a lot of things and sometimes things are good and you might just need to rewrite it and sometimes it just needs to be kicked to the curb and that's probably true in a lot of jobs you know certain things need to come first and certain things need to come later or 
And now at this point, I'm just trying to get words on a piece of paper. Which is the first, <laughs> that's the first step is just writing. Yep. Shitty, shitty like, first uh, drafts. Yeah, basically. Because I was like, ugh, like, I don't like how this paragraph is. But like, th- that was me last night. I was like, I don't like how this paragraph is really. But I don't know how else to like move it along, you know? You, you have to have some forward progression. That's why you don't read back while you're writing. You just. No, write. I did I I didn't. I just didn't like, I knew it was time to like move shit along and I moved it along. But like, as I was writing, I was like, I don't really like how this happened, but you just need to keep going. Yep. That's pretty much it. You just got to keep going. And that, and that is compromising. You just need to keep going. Pretty much. But yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think about like our situation with our aunt? Because it's Ugh. very, it's a very interesting dynamic. Like, con- yeah, dynamic conversation. Because when they talk in front of you together, they're a united team. You know, of course, they, they both want it. This is going to be great. They're so excited. She's a little nervous, but everything's fine. And then you, if you separate them off, he's great. You know, our, the of course partner, he is because he's getting everything he wants. Yes. Um, and she's like, I hate this all. Like, this is making me nervous. I don't like it. But you would think that she'd have a little bit less nerves considering their financial situation, I think got a little bit better considering. I feel like this has been a struggle with them our whole lives. Like this is they have never been able to compromise. And I think that's one of their biggest problems with their relationship is because they, they're never actually completely honest with themselves instead of, especially her, instead of her talking to him, she goes and talks to her sisters and gets everybody else riled up. And then he has no idea what's going on. And it's been like that forever. You know, the the amount of time that they lived with grandma is always in debate. The amount of time they lived with you guys is always up for debate. Like if they gave money, if they didn't like, it's like this constant, like they're always in this constant battle of not compromising basically. So I don't know. And not really knowing what's going on as well. Yeah. And not knowing what's going on. So at this point, like, I don't really feel bad for her anymore. Like you made your bed in it. You lied in it. You said you wanted to move to Florida. You can't pull the rug out now. You already sold your house. So I, you better compromise and go along with it. Or you tell them to go down there by yourself and you move in with one of your sisters. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I'm sure they'll be fine. And I think she's really because from what she has said to me, I think she's really just more anxious because she said every time they've moved before, it's been like a lot of like work and stuff. Of course. And, moving is a and now you're moving and now you're moving cr- across the country. So she's even like more anxious. Well, it's totally normal to be anxious when you're moving. Moving is a pain in the ass. I mean, coming from somebody who does it all the time, it is a pain in the ass and it's not easy. So it's normal to be anxious, but you need to learn to separate your anxiousness from your compromising or from your anger at your spouse. And guys, let, let us, let me tell you how funny it was when she told me that I should go over to her house and deconstruct her beds with a screwdriver. I laughed and I said, that's not my job. 
<laughs> I literally, I am gonna, I am gonna go over there to help her, but it's still not my job to deconstruct anything. I will help you wrap shit up. I am not deconstructing shit. Yeah, Connie sent me a text like telling me all this, and I literally laughed out loud, like out loud. And Jackson was like, "What's so funny?" I'm like, "If you only knew, buddy." <laughs> like, oh, our family, pretty much. They just they hit. They've never learned to compromise. I'm. I'm honestly actually a lot of all of uh, pretty much all of our aunts don't uh even my mom can get you know I think she does probably the most because of the men in her life she doesn't know how to pick them yeah she didn't let uh somebody else said that to her she was not thrilled um and I was like yeah well you you knew Mm -hmm. you knew and and I actually I was helping her get ready for uh the party and i was like you do realize that if i was you i'd be throwing his shit out like there's too much of it you have too much bye-bye you have an overabundance of a bunch of stuff you never use bye like i would be throwing it out i'm like thank god i don't have this problem with tom and thank god uh i just like jesus this is horrible i had this similar conversation with a friend of mine which is still probably going back to compromise um she messaged me and this has been going on for like four or five years now that he doesn't pick up after himself his underwear is everywhere his clothes are everywhere his tools his dishes he lifts up everywhere and i was like yeah you know what i would do it would start disappearing where's my tools honey well i don't know you left it on the floor so it became mine and until you could figure your ish out you ain't getting it back which I know it's kind of like a game, but stop leaving your shit on the floor. I, think I am not your maid. This is not, this is not up for compromise. Like you have to meet me in the middle. Like I'm not doing all your dishes. I'm not doing all your laundry. I'm not doing everything. You need to help me. Yeah. Well, and I think at one, at one point in time, um, when one of our aunts was living with us, they hid my brother's boxers so that he would learn to pick up after himself. I don't think it ever worked, but I think the military did that for him, but uh, it happened. They hid, they would hide like his toys and stuff. That's the wooden, that wouldn't, the military didn't end up teaching him because he's still the same way. I know they both are, but mm, actually I'm, yeah. They're, I can't. I can't uh, do. I can't do messy house. I would literally have a panic attack if my house looked anywhere even a quarter of like that. I'd lose my fucking mind. Same, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm like I don't. And we, actually, one of their um, one of my sister in laws, um, they were telling me the woes of this, and I was like, yeah, you shouldn't have to tell him a million times to go and do small things like vacuum no like it should just be automatic when he was living with grandma my mom literally went out of her way it was the other one well still okay when the other one was living with grandma my mom literally made him a basket with everything he would need to keep that room clean you know pledge windex paper towels toilet bowl cleaner the brush put it all in a basket and was like marked it you know use this once a week to clean up and literally made it idiot proof still couldn't do it but what about his wife how did she not 
because living in such small quarters, I know from a fact you have to clean up after yourself. It gets really gross. It's really simple. They're both slobs. Oh, good. No, I went to their house when they lived by me and I wouldn't even sit on their couch because it was covered in dog hair. Gross. Yeah. Nasty. So, well, I guess then that's how their relationship work out. Their significant others are just okay with that. They compromise to deal with picking up stuff or putting away stuff for them or getting their shit together. And then Connie, I married men that compromise by doing these things, not leaving towels on the floor and putting their stuff in the hamper and participating in cleaning and cooking. Yeah, Tom could be, I mean, they could probably both be better, but uh, yes, they do yeah, participate. I guess, in, I guess in some aspects he could, but he usually, he vacuums, he puts stuff in the washing machine, he cooks, he empties the dishwasher. Actually, he says that is his professional duty. He's a professional dishwasher unloader, so. Nice, real nice. And I'm cool I, with it. We always just like, it, like it depends on like what's going on. Because sometimes I'm like, hey, you need to do this and this for me this week. Like, and it could change throughout the week of like, well, okay, these are the things I, I need you to do for me, but yeah. he'll still do them. And I don't really ever have to remind him, but we do share pretty much the same, like he knows what I clean. I know what he cleans and we do different things to keep the house clean. Like he dusts the cabinets, which might sound weird, but every once in a while they need dusting. Because the top ones can kind of get greasy from cooking. Well, and see, and that's an example of compromising. You're splitting the duties. Mm-hmm. Like, like a lot of times people say, you know, the guy handles the outside and the girl handles the inside. So the guy does the grass cutting and the, and the raking of leaves and, you know, the mulching and all that. And the, and the lady, I mean, it doesn't have to be this way. I'm just giving an example before anybody oh, yeah. out there is like, oh, my God. Sexist. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, the house, we are. and then the lady cleans the floors and vacuums, you know, but that either way, it might not seem like it, but that's a compromise. You have figured out what works for you and what gets the jobs done around the house. And, and as long as it gets done and I don't have to bitch, we're good. I have to tell I you as much, like- as much as like, I actually don't mind cutting the grass, but I don't mind it in a regular way like with a lawnmower. Our, our backyard here is really little and it's the only part that housing doesn't take care of. That it's not even worth a lawnmower because it would be like three pushes of a lawnmower, maybe four. So uh-huh. we usually we usually just cut it with like a weed eater because it's just you're done. But <laughs> I have to say I like it. that I miss Kyle being here to do that because it's I just don't like doing it. I just I want him to be here to do it. I'm like, can you come home, please, honey, so you can do the grass? Because I don't I'm tired of it. Thank you. Yeah, that's annoying. And I know it's the dumbest thing ever, but I still want him to do it. I don't wanna. And then it's the same thing with like car maintenance. I'm like, I don't want to clean my car and you enjoy it. You go for it, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like he enjoys making sure the tires are shiny. I'm like, you know, if that's your thing, bud, do it. Do it See? up. See all the compromises, guys. You don't even, there's compromises that you don't even know that you are doing. Honestly, I feel like the most important part of it though, is the like not holding it If you're really upset with like how the compromise went, you need to tell the other person because all I heard from 
you know, the bitching from my family is basically how unhappy you are. And if you're that unhappy, you need to do something about it. And then my mom's coming to me and talking about how this is all evil and mean towards her sister. And I'm just like, hey, you know, she's a grown ass adult. If she doesn't want to do it, she needs to speak up. And also it's really weird that I hear like the opposite story, especially when like our uncle is around. You're bad today. I really am. You know, it's just very strange to see, oh, they're kind of in harmony, but not. It's really weird. I'm like, it's like, okay, it's like they're guys. putting, it's like they're putting on a show or like if you were an actor, you know, when you're in front of the screen, like you're putting on this great show that everybody loves. But then the moment the cameras stop rolling, it's like, <laughs> but I have to say, I really like the house that they picked out. It and is. It's Baker? nice. Wow. It is. Not, I have to say the thing that I like the best is the, the pool area. Oh, hell yeah. Same. But yeah. But I love a good pool. So, and it's Florida. If you don't have a pool, I'm not going to visit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the main point we wanted to make is that you need to make sure you're actually compromising and not just going along because all that's going to make for later is resentment because then you're just going to yeah. keep thinking about it and stewing about it and it's just going to cause this resentment well he got his way or she got his way and I didn't and you know then you're just going to hold that in forever and it's just going to cause more issues so actually, better to just get it out on the table and compromise about it from the beginning instead of holding that shit in and actually even funnier is so there's this coworker that Tom works with and basically that's all their arguments all of their arguments is about compromises that they that each other have made and they're just flinging it back at each other and tom's like you guys are never going to last i it's honestly a miracle you've last lasted three years because you keep on bringing back up the same stuff over and over again in fact like they broke up for like a couple of weeks like last month and i'm like no they need to break up permanently because neither one of them were on the same page they didn't seem to want the same things it was just like holy crap guys get your shit together but there was a lot of like resentment and like it was even said she said to him oh well out of like the past five years I've been unhappy for four and it's like what why are you still then why did you guys why did you come back and they never addressed her even saying that sentence oh my goodness isn't that yeah like that's just a shit show is what that is so guys don't do that yeah so you either need to do figure out how to get on the same page if you still can after all those years or yeah you need to split and go separate ways yeah, and they just have this bad mentality of, well, I've been with you for so long, so I need to just stick it out. And I think a lot of people feel that way, and I almost feel like our aunt and uncle, because they've been married so long, feel that way too. Like, oh, we've gone this far, we might as well just keep going. But that is not a – like, yes, Coffee. it does – yeah, it, it, it does play a factor, but it absolutely should not be the one reason that you do. Like, oh, we've been together 10 years, so we have to make this work. No, 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 no. Especially since this couple, they're not married. Right. They don't live together. They're just two lame ass people that are boyfriend and girlfriend at the age of 30. Love it. Gross. So on that note, are we going to, are we recapping or are we just going to be like compromise? Bitches. Get get your shit together. (laughs) 
Okay, <laughs> bitches, that works. Compromise, bitches, just kidding. Compromise and don't hold back your resentment because it makes for an unhappy life. All right, so this is how to deal when shit gets real. Don't forget to check us out on the socials, and we will be here next week. Be sure to keep it real.